about the church podcast episode number 112 entertaining educational and encouraging content that makes a difference this is gspn.tv join the community Hola, amigas and amigos. <laughs> Me llamo Cliff. <laughs> Me llamo es Deje. Deje. It's DG Hollums. And Cliff hey, Ravenscraft. We are here to generally speak about the church. La Iglesia. La Iglesia. Yeah, yeah, that's church. Si, senor. <laughs> no hablo español. We're running out of your extent, right? Yeah. As que yo sepa. <laughs> Como se llama? I will never forget. Uh, Here you go. Porque no aqua in la piscina. <laughs> oh my gosh! And the accent was pretty thick on that one. You like that one? That was pretty. Porque, porque no agua. <laughs> porque no agua. That's that's like a Texan speaking Spanish. Oh, but I I am not kidding. I had friends in Texas that instead of saying Garcia, you know, gracias, they would say Garcias. Or some of them, it would <laughs> it would come out as grassy ass. Grassy ass. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think you really mean grassy ass. <laughs> Your donkey has not been rolling around in the, in the grass a lot lately. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to the family friendly episode. That's of right. About the church. Old podcast. Testament donkey. I'm going to kick your Old Testament donkey. <laughs> nice. So DG Hollams, what's up, my friend? Oh, man. Um, How's life at this place that shall remain nameless that you're working at? I know. Isn't that funny? They're like, it would be best for you not to mention it. Yes. And so. I was like, well, okay. So it's like, it's, it's that wizard's name that I can't mention where I work. And even though I think we've told everybody once or twice. <laughs> oh, well. Is things going okay though? You know, they're, they are going good. I mean, retail is, is retail. So uh, like today I spent probably about four hours with one older gentleman. Yeah. And, um, and that was awesome, but tiring. Right. It's still tiring. So, you know, it's one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, um, I don't know, you, you, you want to be there and you want to help them, but you also realize that you're taking up space and everybody else's time, including this guy's time. So he, uh, he literally put a $20 bill in my pocket. I said, sir, I cannot accept that. I cannot accept that. And he goes, no, no, no. And I was like, I wanted to say I can get fired. <laughs> <laughs> if I accept that. And I was like, I tell you what, if you're really, really serious about it, let me go get my manager. And of course my manager went over there and he's like, I'm sorry, sir. We can't accept that. And he's like, well, what about donuts? Can I bring donuts in? <laughs> and he was like, you know, it has been, uh, it has been done before that we have received cookies. We are not going to turn those down. Those, those chocolate covered strawberries down there at Godiva's are really oh, good too. Oh yeah. That's what should- <laughs> 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 like $4 each. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just bring me four of those. Bring it in for 120 employees. Anyway, nice. no, it's it's been really fun. I mean, you know, it's being able to see. You know, I've been a pastor full time for about uh, about eight, seven, eight years now, and um, seeing retail as a sales part time sales guy. You know, yeah, it's a major, massive shift. But um, but you know, I get in my car and I pray the little miniature rosary that I have. Um, I don't, I don't do it officially Roman Catholic. Um, but, uh, but I pray and I pray for everyone that I was interacting with that, that, you know, today. And, and I just tell it's, it's a, it's a pretty special 
opportunity, you know, it's cool. very, very tiring, but it's, it's, it's worth it and get to see life in a different aspect and get to interact with people in a different way is, is pretty cool. I didn't know you carried beads. You know, they were given to me as a gift. There's a friend of ours in Lexington that actually makes uh, little tiny miniature rosaries. Uh, his name is Alan Creech. I think you can go to creechdesigns.com and I think he actually sells them there. Creechdesigns.com. I'm I going think now. that's right. I'm not 100% well, positive. We'll find on that. out why. Creech. But he makes these really cool and they're all handmade. And he basically says, hey, nope. you don't have to be Catholic to pray the rosary. You don't have to, you know, just use it as a prayer, prayer help. And, uh, and that's how I use it. So basically, I pray the Lord's Prayer with the first bead. And then every bead all the way up, I just pray for people or, you know, uh, or areas or whatever else, like Guatemala where I've been on mission trips and stuff like that. And then the last prayer uh, I pray is uh, Wesley's Covenant Prayer. Nice. So is it Alan Creech? Uh-huh. Alan so you, Creech. You, go, you go to alancreech.com. That's A-L-A-N-C-R-E-E-C-H.com slash rosaries oh slash rosaries okay yeah, yeah. so alancreech.com slash rosaries tell him you heard about him uh about from the about the church podcast yeah sure and and that you know me there you go and he will um he will love you and i honestly right now i think that's Hell one of his only revenue streams to be honest with you well, so you well, would really be helping him and his family out check this out so i'm gonna look here that. now when you say miniature i mean like, yeah, like so you don't like, have all the decades or is it just small I don't even know what you mean by decades, but probably not. No decades. Like, like the, like, okay. it's like, you know, I don't like know. Full, ten, like a there row be ten like big Hail Marys and right, one right. glory be to the right. our father. And, and we just started ramen. You're good. Yeah. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> it's been, it's been well, so long since I've been in Catholic and I even And I even emailed him and he's like, you know, you don't have to do this. This is what you should do. Hail Mary full of grace. Right. Right. He said, but thee. switch that to blessed Jesus thou among women and blessed is the womb of the, the womb, womb the, of our uh, Lord uh, Savior's whatever the, the I don't know the fruit of thy womb Jesus <laughs> but that's it the fruit of thy womb Jesus yeah exactly anyway, so yeah. uh and and so anyway he uh he basically makes these which is really cool that you know they're all each one was handmade you know you're supporting his family um he uh he got canned out of a design place and um and you know he's been trying to make it on you know, limited money with his wife and everything else. So anyway, really, really great guy. He actually had a house church. So is he Catholic? Yes. Okay. It's a really cool story. He went and actually, I think he actually met Christ in the Catholic church. Then he left, was became Protestant. He actually did a house church network called Vine and Branches uh-huh. in Lexington, Kentucky. And he's one of the very first emergent, emerging Christian bloggers ever. Okay. And, uh, and then in the midst of the, doing the house church thing, he really felt like he wanted to go back to be, uh, in part of the Roman Catholic church. And so he did. And that's where, and that's where, and like, literally he went to the Roman Catholic church, his whole family converted to Roman Catholicism and, uh, and they're all part of Roman Roman Catholicism today. Wow. Which is really cool. And he's a great guy. I mean, he's just a great guy. This is so cool that, that I'm getting to. You know, throw out a shout out to a dear friend well, that yeah. makes an amazing product. You don't have to be Roman Catholic to pray with rosary. You can just use it as a prayer yeah, support and a prayer help. And that that's one of the things that I have heard is is that they call that some of them call you know they 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 call them do they call them scripture rosaries? So oh, yeah. is, so that I don't know. I I remember looking into it because some friends of mine, uh, Greg and Jennifer Willits, they used to do, uh, or actually I'm I'm pretty sure they still do. If you go to to rosaryarmy.com. Let's go there real quick. Rosaryarmy.com. 
And uh, there you, you can basically they have an entire army of people, if you will, that make hand uh, hand tied twine knotted oh, yeah. rosaries. I got one of those from a guy who was doing that uh, when I went to the Abbey of Gethsemane. Yeah. And he was actually uh, preparing to go to a different monastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he went he was there at the Abbey of Gethsemane. And uh, he was making those. And he was teaching another lady how to make those things. So I actually have something like that. It's like it's like nylon almost. Yeah. And it just knots yeah, is what the knots. beads are. That's yeah. cool, man. It's really cool. And uh, over at rosaryarmory.com, they actually give you instructions on how to make one as well. Um, and here it is. Scriptural rosary, glorious mysteries. And then there's the scriptural rosary, joyful mysteries, scriptural rosaries, luminous. Uh, is that l- luminous? Yeah, I guess so. Luminous. And then scripture, uh, sorrowful mysteries. And then why Catholics and other Christians prayed the blessed to the uh, blessed Virgin Mary. Interesting stuff. But do you see what I'm talking about? Like they're smaller. What? Like if you go to this catalog and stuff. Yeah. To Alan Creech. Yes. I see that they are definitely smaller. And they do have one week Anglican rosary. So it looks like he has Anglican stuff. Oh. And then a Peter Noster court. There's all kinds of stuff. I don't really don't know what it is. There we go. So see, here you go. Sacred heart, five decade rosary. And is the five decades, is that the normal? I can't remember. That's a normal one. Yeah. Because yeah. it's double looped to the top up there. Yeah. That's a normal one. Yeah. Anyway, it's cool stuff. You'll be able to support a guy. And, and if you and seriously, oh my gosh, I really, really, really love the Wesleyan covenant prayer, man. I'm telling you. That yeah. Is what, what is prayer. the Wesleyan covenant prayer? Here, let me uh, bring it up. Cool. Do they have an iPhone version of the prayer? You know, I just bought uh, the WesleyCovenantPrayer.com and I'm going to put it up there uh, for anyone and everyone to be able to download and copy and paste and everything else. I just need to get it. Just need to get it done. So you own that domain? Mm -hmm. Wesley? There's nothing on there. I have not done anything. I just bought it from GoDaddy and haven't done anything. Um, I'm pulling it up to see if it just says we host, we're parking this thing by GoDaddy here. I bet it is. Hopefully it will. Hopefully it says it. Oh, come on. Do you really have to? Boy, if only there was a website that you could go to easily to find Wesley Covenant prayers. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, here it is. The Wikipedia actually says, it, it says, I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what you will. Rank me with who you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you, or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Now, John Wesley would have said it like this. He would have said, I am no longer my own, but thine. Yeah, it, I didn't me, see it though. You're right. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank yes. me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by the for thee or not, brought low not, for thee. Not by the pair, but the other fruit company. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you though, if you pray this prayer and you actually mean it, and you spend time, like let me be employed for thee, and yes. you just stop there. And you and you focus on that, or laid aside for thee, God. Do you want me not to intentionally have a job right now, which is really big for me right now? Right. 
and uh, exalted for thee or brought low. And, uh, and it let me have all things. Empty. Let me have nothing. And when I say let me have nothing, I literally start going through the most important things in my life. Like my wife, my house, my dog, our adoption. And I'm about to start crying. That's how serious I am about this prayer. And uh, it will change your life if you actually can get to the point where you mean it. Right. What you're, what you're praying. It will change the way you interact with people, how, how you live, what you, what happens. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal prayer. So anyway, I, that is my gift to everyone. And that's why I want to put that on the on that website and just be able to say how this prayer has changed my life. And I'm using that as the end prayer on the rosary. Nice. So anyway. DG, you can you can make a uh, a, a little iPhone app and that'll give a little push notification that will remind you to pray the hours, you know. Yeah. Oh, we're we're that's we're actually kind of working on that right now. Uh, You're working on an yeah. iPhone app, really? Uh, well, we're just trying to get we're trying to put it all together, and then we're going to hopefully find an iPhone an iPhone developer. Who's that, we? Uh, just good friends of mine: Aaron Kleinfelter, Kevin Rains, uh, Chris Bean, Aaron Wright. These are all um, other like house church pastor kind of people. One's a Wesley Foundation director, but um, we're all just kind of similar geeky pastors that uh, are cool people. That we're not, we don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like the majority of them or all of them have our tent makers yeah, um, and stuff like that. So, but we're actually working and creating uh, our own daily prayer. We'll have a morning and evening or a morning, a noon time and an evening prayer. And we're going to actually produce produce that for it's going to be a twelve volume set for all twelve months. And in most in most common books of prayer, they just they just list what the scripture is going to be. Like they just say Matthew twelve one through whatever. Uh huh. And and then you have to go find it in your Bible. But in ours, everything is going to be printed out. So we're going to make it really super easy. It's going to make a lot thicker books. Uh, but we wanted to make it really easy so people could just put their bookmark in their book, open it up, read the morning prayers, read the the morning reading. And we're just kind of creating a small little daily office. And we've created 12 uh, really, really important, what we feel are really, really important for us. Uh, and we're calling them 12 stones is what we're calling them. But it includes simplicity, uh, um, study or education, um, Oh gosh, I mean, there's there's twelve of them. I don't have them all right now, but but it's it's really really cool stuff, and uh, we're just trying to knock it all out. I think we've got October done, which was simplicity, and uh, it's it's amazing. We're actually gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna bring in like big wigs to come in and teach whoever wants to go through this process with us, and so they would teach like an hour's worth on hospitality. So hospitality is one of them, or simplicity. So we'll actually get an expert, which we really all look up to for for simplicity, bring him or her in and they would actually speak about the importance of simplicity when it comes to our faith. And we would have some kind of a group time for leaders. Uh, well for anybody actually. And the idea is, is that we, we kick it off the very first of the month with having a, bringing in a a guest speaker and then we go live it out for that month. And then we come back the next month when we changed from simplicity to hospitality and we're bringing another speaker and focus on hospitality and, and make it just a, a year long thing and the idea is is that we are all for the rest of our lives going to be doing this going to be praying the hours uh, at least three hours uh, every single day so 
And I, I'm totally stoked about it. And so we're going to put it all out there electronically. And then it's just, and it's just super easy to be able to put that in an iPhone app, have it just go to a specific website that's set up for that day. You can kind of do that with fiddles with Phyllis tickle. Uh, there's a, there is an iPhone app, but it doesn't actually have the hours in it, which is frustrating. You just have to create a web app. You know how you, you know, you go to one page and it's just make it look like a, yeah. an app. But we want to have it uh, to where it's and it's and it's not it's not Roman Catholic it's not Anglican I mean we're really doing our own kind of a thing. Uh, it's just been it's been done before, but um, these are just things that we feel are just extremely important to our faith and and where we're at in our lives at this point in time. So very cool, very very cool. And we wanted to like we, I mean we got big dreams for it. like you know we want these twelve volume sets to be leather bound by hand you know <laughs> like. Just that you could just you can sense the the meat and the and the holy and the time and the effort that's gone into it. And I, it's kind of like when you walk up to a Bible, way way old Bible that has been hand scribed. Yeah, I mean the entire Bible by hand, written in ink. There's something holy about that thing, man. You, you don't just say, "Oh, that's neat." You're like, "Holy cow! That whole thing has been written." meticulously by scribes and by monks, you know, and, and stuff like that. So that's really kind of a cool thing, but that's something I I've heard some friends of mine who have started a project of actually writing the whole Bible. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's something that I think would be interesting to do and, uh, to, to give my hand at, cause you know, you figure it, cause the way that I consume the content of God's word is, is not necessarily by a chapter a day or two or three chapters a day. Uh, but it's, it's more like along the lines of, you know, I want to, I just want to consume a couple, you know, a, a story or right. I want to consume just a little bit of text here and say, okay, let me think and let me ponder upon this. And I think it'd be a great exercise to sit there and just, you know, write a, you know, take about 20, 30, 40 minutes and just write and then whatever I've written, just actually sit down and just experience just, yeah, that. Yeah, what, yeah. Lexio, what is kind of like a Lexio thing? Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I put what I, the link I just put in the chat room is basically called the NIV Bible across America. I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but uh, I'm actually, I've done this. Like uh, my handwriting is actually in this book, but the idea was, is it got into a big bus. They went to all these different conferences all over the place. They set up it on a table and you actually write a verse. Okay. And you write it down. The next person in line writes down a verse. And so it's a hundred bucks if you buy it off this website. It's a pretty big Bible, but you can literally see individual people's handwriting for what the verse is. And I actually have a certificate at my house reminding me what verses I actually wrote down. Really? Um, and I just, I just, I don't have a hundred bucks to spend on this NIV Bible, but what a cool idea. You know, it's like 31,173 contributors organized by name and verse. Um, it's 32 full color pages, of the inspirational stories and photos from coast to coast across the country, RV tour, an attractive Italian duo tone, leather, like cover, <laughs> leather, like cover. That's leather-like. awesome. And a collectible slipcase to store and cherish Bible for generations. But anyway, I'm sure you can buy it cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> you nice. do that. But you can go to BibleAcrossAmerica.com and be able to check that. It's done by Zondervan. Uh, it's where it was at, but. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the ones who actually did it. But you, it, it was cool. I mean, it was really cool. They set up at a conference I was at um, and um, saw that, and I was like, that is really cool. So I signed it, and I think I did Isaiah. I think they let me do two. I think I did something in Isaiah 
I don't know. I might have done Kings. I I, I can't remember. So how much did you do? Like how, like a like a like a verse or two. Oh, okay. I think it wasn't very much. Gotcha. And they wanted, you know, they wanted a bunch of names and a bunch of people doing it. So I think they only wrote, you know, just a little bit on there. But that's, you know, it's cool. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Of course, you know, I don't know where the original one is. It's probably in some, some, uh, I don't know, some. Uh, Secure facility. Yeah. Probably in Colorado, uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, someplace. One of these big, uh, weird, freaky church places. Well, hey, uh, going along the line of, of handwritten Bibles and, and such, uh, we've yeah, got yeah. A, a link that came in from our good friend Kylie, and she basically shared a link to the story about um, an illustrated Bible. So this is uh, from the New York Times. God Gets Graphic is what the title of the oh, post yeah, is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually seen this. Have you picked it up and played around with it? Have you no, seen it? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah, keep going. What do you mean picked up and played with it? It's at, it's at Barnes & Noble. Oh, is it? Yeah, our crumb. Uh, who's a really famous? Uh, well, uh, what, do you want me to do that? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm taking over your story, man. No, I'm go sorry. ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Arkham is a really uh, a really popular uh, comic book artist. Okay. And um, and so um, let me read this a little bit here. It says, as Crumb sees his own father, he grew up in a helpless terror of Charles Crumb Sr., a former Marine Corps master sergeant who lorded over his family with icy severity. Early in his progress on the book of the book of Genesis, Crumb was asked by Robert Hughes of Time Magazine if he was drawing God to look like Mr. Natural, the burlesque cartoon shaman uh, who has been long employed to poke at fun at the pop spirituality. And Crumb replied, he has a white beard, but he actually ended up looking more like my father. He has a very masculine face. Both both paternity and masculinity are matters of dubious value to Crumb a wonderfully unlike candidate to breathe new life into the founding narrative of masculine privilege and paternal authority in the Judeo Christian world. Anyway, uh, he, and he does not shy away from, from nudity. He does not. I mean, it's, it's, it's up, it's up there. It's real. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but crumb is, it, it's, it was, it was, it was a big, it's a big event uh, going on that this crumb, because he, you know, he's known for, way other comic books. So let me ask you this, the the text that's used, is it like paraphrased? Is it, I mean, that's a good question. I think it is. Um, obviously, I mean, cause this, I mean, for all these illustrations, I mean, it would, the book would have to be like, you know, 40 leather bound, leather like bound. Yeah. <laughs> volume sets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. And, uh, I'm trying to think where he got, I, I, you know, I don't know. Is this guy? I mean, I I would assume he's a Christian. Then, you know, I don't I don't know. I re- there's a part of me that doesn't think he is. Really? I mean, it's really graphic, dude. Like, yeah, full well, on male nudity, bringing well, out the knife, cutting stuff. <laughs> excuse me, DG, but is the Bible not graphic? Oh no, no, it's very graphic. But rarely do you see pictures in your Bible of circumcisions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, hey, you know that's that's what they're doing, right? Oh, well, that's what he's doing. That's right. That's exactly what. Well, that's what they're doing there. Too, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Well, here, let's uh, R. Crumb. Let's click on him here. And when the cartoonist Robert Crumb was little boy, he revealed in Crumb. Uh, let's Crumb, see. a fearless anarchist and proud cynic, clearly believes in other things and holds those beliefs. They are kinds of beliefs, too, in his prerogative. Crumb brilliantly shows us the man in God, but not the God in man is what David uh, Hadou's book 
All right. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, go, go, go find it in your local bookstores. Um, it's, it'll be in the comic book section, or at least it is in the, in the Barnes and Noble near us. Nice. I'm looking at our thing here. Hey, thank you for that for that email. That's a great link. Yeah, Kylie, thank you very much for that. What? Oh, what? She's got it. She got it's a link for some photos. Oh, is that more photos of the from the book? <laughs> Should we send it with a uh, La Bible de Chrome? All right. So uh, very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, Adam and Eve. Yeah. That's pretty graphic. I would say. Uh, so this is baby. Th- this is certainly not your child's first illustrated Bible. No. <laughs> Okay. No, 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 no. no. Oh, you know what? I guess it could be if you want to teach the bi- the birds and the bees along with Genesis or whatever else. Hey. Whatever. It might be a good conversation. For yeah, the kids. picture the picture that goes along with hence a man leaves his father and mother and cleave, clings to his wife and they become one flesh. That's a very <laughs> It's a very adult. It's a very adult uh, drawn illustration. And Sir Mix-a-Lot would have been very pleased with Eve. (laughs) I like big butts and I cannot lie. It's true. Yes. Uh, Crumb draws. You know, Crumb is such a such a unique and uh, striking way of drawing. And all of his comics are that way. I mean, they, they had that same look, the same feel. And he brought that into the Bible, which makes it. Uh, you know, uh, makes it uh, talk worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Controversial. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. interesting. Definitely. Very cool. All right. Well, moving along, let's uh, let's turn to another email that we got here. This comes in from uh, Bob. Yeah, uh, can I, can what? I add something really quick? If you are looking for a really good storybook Bible that's for children. Yeah. I want to throw out there the Jesus storybook Bible. Uh, by Sally Lloyd Jones. Hold um, on, I'll put a link to it uh, in our chat room here. But on Amazon, it's eleven fifty five, at least here in the states. I don't know what it is in Amazon UK, but um, it is a really, really cool um, uh, children's Bible for pictures and stuff like that. And and you can see how it's drawn. It's not drawn like the you know anime with real big eyes and super. I mean, it's still cartoon drawings. Yeah. But they're just such a sweet, sweet drawing. Uh, and the illustrator is Jago, J-A-G-O. And like some of, the, some of the stories you have to turn sideways and it takes up, you know, both pages up and down portrait as opposed to landscape. And it's just a cool book. So anyway, if you've got kids, I really encourage you to be able to go check out that book uh, for, their, for their first Bible. We have bought that first, for our first Bible all the time. Awesome. All right, so this is, a, is, this is an email from Bob. He writes in and says, Hey, Cliff and DG, I couldn't find the message board about this podcast. And the reason why, by the way, you couldn't find that is because it does not exist. Uh, and that is uh, purposely done because, to be honest with you, just the amount of emails that come in from this show alone yeah. are, are enough to keep, a, keep us busy. And I certainly don't want to have to moderate the conversations that would happen in an open forum related to these topics. Oh, yes. So... <laughs> Uh, and of course, Bob, you, you do, you did exactly the right thing, either sending us an email or preferably for those of you who want to give feedback for the show, the phone number for the voicemail feedback hotline is 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. 
Alrighty. Uh, so here it is. Hey, Cliff and DJ, I couldn't find the message about this platform, about this podcast, but wanted to let you know how much I enjoyed the most recent episode, especially intrigued by the email from the UPC past minister about his church's teaching on the nature of God and Trinity or lack thereof. Uh-huh. I found this fascinating because I presumed all Christian churches had a belief in Trinity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And let's see here. Once one thing I pondered in whether or not it is important to believe one way or the other is orthodoxy in regards to a specific belief like Trinity uh-huh. uh, is important in defining the theology of a set religion. That is why the early church fathers at the council of Nicaea came up with the Nicene creed as a way of stating a set of beliefs, all adherents to the particular faith must subscribe to. Right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, however, in regards to the Almighty, I have a hard time believing that an all-merciful God will grade us in the end by how accurately the denomination we choose defines him. <laughs> we are saved by the grace of God, not our denomination. The best of our church, the best our churches can do is point uh, the way to encourage us on our path, in my humble opinion anyway. Anyway, I'm enjoying your podcast and look forward to hearing your next show too. Peace, Casey Bob. Well, thank you for sending that email. I, first of all, I don't believe that God is going to ever grade us based upon what denomination we were <laughs> particularly part of. Yeah, I well, at least I hope not. <laughs> I think that uh, denominations were uh, definitely probably something more created by humanity yes. than by God. Um, but... I do think that it's nice to be able to say I'm a part of this this belief structure and we all agree on this on this well the majority of this was what we believe on. You said believe you believe in. it's important or you think it's I just think it's good. I think it's I okay. think it's good to be able to say well this is what we believe. Yeah. I and, think it's good uh, to we'll leave the judgment yourself. stuff up to God. We'll leave the salvation stuff up to God. Um but you know it's nice to be able to say Hey, this is Cliff, and I know that Cliff believes this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And whenever I say you're a United Methodist, you 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 can know what they believe, basically. Yeah. Um, well, see, I have a hard time with that because, to be honest with you, um, in the Nazarene Church, the Nazarene Church has uh, a whole manual that it describes what it believes, and you know how I, I don't I don't know that I can ever. That's true. I don't know if I could ever <laughs> find a church DG that believes. And and says, hey, you need to to become a member of our church. You have to sign on board, and and you have to agree that you believe with all your heart everything we teach. And I don't know that there's a church that exists today, right? But you do have churches that say, hey, these are non-negotiables, right? You know, yeah. and 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 um, and depending on what the what the domination is, they go beyond just Trinity, and they start saying stuff like, uh, you can only have a believer's baptism, right? No child, but no baby baptisms here. And you have to agree with that to be a part of us. Right. You know, and so there is still those those kinds of things. But I, I think it's just a healthy delineation or a clarification of, oh, okay, you guys believe that. Yeah. And, you know, if I believe that, then I would hang out with you guys and I'd want to be a part of this. Yeah. If I don't believe for, that, then go somewhere else. For me, the the issue was in the Nazarene church, the the doctrine of entire sanctification, which if I if I read it by the way that John Wesley taught it, yeah, I, I kind of I go along with that. I understand what he's saying there. Right, right. But the the thing is, is that at a leadership level within the Nazarene Church, 
I could go to the district board and talk to two different people on the district board and ask them to explain me uh, entire sanctification. I get two different responses. (laughs) And it's like, wait a second. One of you says I have to, you know, I'm a perfect sin, sin free person that I've risen above sin in my life and that sin is no longer a part of me and has no bounds on me. And and I don't sin anymore. Right. I I am entirely sanctified. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I I just believe that 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 actually sends a lot of people to the mental ward. Yeah, of course. Of course. A lot of people, because what happens is they live this life, they, they do the best they can and and, and they screw up and, and all yeah. of a sudden they become depressed. Well, I, t- I think I told you what my one professor said, the the story, the illustration he gave about entire sanctification. Mm, yeah, I think you did probably. Um, so anyway, it's a, uh, it was the one with the, with, it's not necessarily that you do no sin. It's that your heart was not, was it was in the right place. Does it make sense? Like huh. you no, might I, actually, I heard you say that. You one. might actually, okay, well the story goes little girl, her mom, they lost the, the father in a car accident way, way back in the olden days. Uh, doorbell rings. A, a mom's trying to get ready for a date with another with another man. And uh, and little girl wants to help mommy out. Well, the doorbell rings, mailman, milkman, whatever. She leaves the, the basement and goes up there and, and answers the door or whatever else. Well, daughter who loves mommy wants to help out. So she grabs the iron and, and starts ironing her dress and burns a hole in it and, and puts it up. And, you know, and the mom goes down and goes, oh, my gosh, what happened? What's going on? And she's like, it's OK, honey. I know you didn't mean to do it. OK, so fast forward. Mom's going on another date. Now girl is uh, in her 20s. Same thing. <laughs> 20 year old burning a hole in mom's dress probably did not have the intentions of helping mom out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because she doesn't want mom to date, you know, with this other guy. And he would say the, the girl, the, the little girl, her heart, her intention was never to make a mistake. Even though she missed the mark, even though she might've sinned, you know, or something else, maybe she did something wrong. Her heart was not the, the issue. See, I, I, I would not consider so, what the little girl did even a sin. It, right. No, it, no. It, I'm not saying it's a sin. I, that's the illustration is right? you do something wrong. Uh-huh. If you do something wrong and you intentionally did it and you're at a heart level, you did it on purpose and uh-huh. you did it wrong. Then, then now you're, you know, now you're sinning. But he said, there are some things that we might do against God and not even realize we're doing it. Right, and he would say entirely sancti- entire sanctification. When you are entirely sanctified, it means that that the decisions that you are making, it doesn't mean that you are not going to sin anymore. It just is saying that your intentional sins are no more. Right, and so and I have, a, and that's and the way I, he explains. And it. I have a hard time believing. I, I don't know that I've personally met anybody who goes through a period in their life where they no longer intentionally sin. Right, and and Wesley would say. That um, just because you might reach, you might come to that point, doesn't mean you won't go back. So it's does that make sense? It's entire sanctification unless some leaks out the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Then you just go, you go back to sanctification. (laughs) But and he did believe that a lot of entire sanctification occurred right at death. Yeah. Um, but he did believe that it was possible to be entirely sanctified I believe in this that, life. I, I believe, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. And, and that's right. what, and, and I've read his explanation of it. Right. But, I, but the thing is, is that in the, in the Nazarene church to become a, uh, an ordained minister, you have to, you have to be entirely sanctified. It's like, dude, 
Okay, uh, you know what? I'll I tell you what. You know, let me just become a lay leader here. Yeah. Well, you know, because I'm not going to tell you that I I'm yeah. I I don't struggle <laughs> with intentionally committing a sin every and, now and, and then. And the in the United Methodist Church, what we say to every one of the pastors, if you're an elder or a deacon, are you striving towards right Christian perfection? Is the actual word that we say right? And 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 that basically in the just Nazarene, means in the Nazarene Church, have you attained? Yeah. yeah whoa. Yeah, and that was a big uh, brouhaha at Asbury Seminary when when I went to seminary because there was a professor on campus that believed he was entirely sanctified. Yeah. And I wanted to take a class with him just just because I was so intrigued. And he was like a really hard-nosed, hardcore professor. Like, you're going to do it the olden day way because we're elected. Dang it. We're elected. And uh, anyway, and so he, uh, I, but I started the class out with him. There were three people in that class. Really? And, uh, and the, and the administration said, we're sorry, we can't, we can't, we can't uh, have you continue to teach that class. If there's only three students in there, it's not worth the money to be able to put into the class and offering it, whatever else. But, <laughs> but I do like the difference between, you know, at least the Methodist church says, we just want you to acknowledge that you would agree with Wesley by saying that entire sanctification is possible in this life. It doesn't only happen after you die. It is possible. In those, and are you striving for that? Are you working towards right. that goal? And that, and so, you know, and, and that's, and I had to deal with that. And there's a lot of Methodist pastors that is a barrier. I mean, yeah. they have to deal with that and they're going to be, they're not going to be grilled on it, but they are going to definitely have to deal with it. And they're going to have to explain that. They're going to have to talk about that and, uh, and to give that to a, a, the board of ordinary ministry and, and well enough for them to be able to say, okay, we think you believe that we think you get it. So mm. Interesting stuff, Professor my friend's voice. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. I All need right. to go get my doctorate before I can go get a professor voice. Nice. Well, anyway, that that's all the feedback that we have, by the way, for this week's show. So, uh, folks, we're a little light on the feedback. Give us some voice feedback. That's what we really need here. We need some other voices. I love other. hearing your voices. Give us a call on the that. phone, 859-795-4067. That phone number again, 859-795-4067. I want to say one thing, uh, DG, and, and that's something that God's really been laying on my heart. And... Uh, Really inspired by Father Roderick. I've been working myself. When are we going to get him on? Uh, he's he said probably sometime late May okay. because because he's he's just coming out of. I mean he's been traveling from the Netherlands to Rome back and forth for some from for some different things. Cool. So. He's a cool dude. He's a world traveler, man. Let me tell you. He sounds he's, like a big wig. Oh, he he just met the Pope. And he's a big wig. Uh, if you get to be like shaking his hand and kissing the ring, you're a big. He wig. did. You are. He's a big wig. He he did. It was totally awesome. Matter of fact, I loved hearing his story about how he met the Pope. And, oh and gosh, like, I would love that. Is did you? Is that on the podcast? Did yeah, you? it's okay, on I'll his. Have to watch it's it. on his podcast. Oh okay, I'll have to listen. Yeah, to it's it. awesome. Matter of fact, he's he's supposedly putting some YouTube video up where he's like he's shooting Dude. with himself at the iPhone <laughs> while he's awesome. standing in line to go. He's like, I'm about to meet the Pope. I'm I, about to meet the Pope. I know. I was so excited for him. <laughs> Uh, anyway, awesome. you were talking about Father Roderick. But anyway, yeah, I was inspired him by him uh, because, you know, I, I've been working myself just so much. I just keep working, working, working and, and not taking enough time to just breathe and and, and enjoy things. And, and, and he did this. Um, he's got a show called The Healthy Catholic. It's kind of like my Pursuing a Balanced Life. OK. All right. And and in essence, what he did is he actually recorded this episode where he just went out for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes and just lived in the present moment for 20 minutes. And, and what I mean by that is, and, and it's, it's so true. I, DG, I am always 
my mind is almost always preoccupied on what's going to happen in the future or what's happened in the past. You know, yeah. that it, it's like very <laughs> seldom. It's, it's like when I'm doing something in the moment, it's for it's it's so that I can ha- I can achieve the goal moving forward. You know, it, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and, and so <laughs> he basically had this. He went out to the you could tell he was at a park and and, you know, the birds are chirping and everything like that. And he's just sitting there. And he's like and, and he says, you know what? I'm not going to tell you about anything other than what I see here, what I what I hear, what I'm experiencing right now. And. I really, you know, I, I just, I, I'm going to record an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life. I'm going to go out and and for 15 minutes minimum, I'm going to try to attempt to spend 15 minutes just soaking in the the goodness that God has created around me in, in a natural. Not the midichlorians. That's right. And in, <laughs> in, in, in a natural setting where I can just like, you know, I can look at the color of the, tr- you know, the leaves on the trees. I can you know, look for a bird. I can look for animals. I, I, I just, I just want to be able to just soak in and say, you know what? This moment is a true gift from God. And you know what? I sit here and work myself and I think, you know, I get so stressed out and all this other stuff. You know, God has given me the ability and I think God desires for me to take a break and go out and just enjoy myself for a little bit. I agree. I completely agree. There is a song by Emmy Russum, E-M-M-Y-R-O-S-S-U-M. And it's kind of an Inya uh, image and heap kind of feel for it, but the song is called Slow Me Down. And I tell you, I just found that on the, on iTunes because of the genius list and stuff. And I listened to it and I was in tears in a Starbucks because I realized that I was right there what you're talking about. Yeah. I needed, God needed to tell me to slow down. And he actually used the song to slow me down and uh i completely agree everyone needs to take some time out of your life go out in the morning go out in the evening Anytime. sit down yeah sit down on the bi- sit down with the bible sit down with the hours pray the hours sit down with the rose or whatever else it is and just sit in silence not thinking a word not saying a word and enjoy the presence of christ yeah it, it is such a desperate need in our society right now because all we're doing is running around everywhere and i can i completely concur i concur cliff you concur well folks like i said we desperately want to hear from you 859-795-4067 will you send us so much audio feedback this week that it will take us the entire month of may to get through it all nice that'd be great that would be awesome (laughs) again i'm going to say the number one more time 859-795-4067 Give us a call with your questions, your comments, your thoughts for topics, whatever the case may be. We want to hear from you. And yes. we'll be back next week. Of course, we do want to ask you to please consider praying for another church in your area that is not your own. Uh-huh. And would you do us a favor and consider becoming a gspn.tv plus member? And there's details all about that at gspn.tv slash plus. I don't think I'm here next week. Oh, you're not here next week. Yeah, sorry. Oh, are you going to be working these hours each week? No, not necessarily. I'm, I'm, I've put in a request to be able to say not to do this time, but I don't know. They, they're still sending us stuff. All right, and I won't be, I won't be here on the twentieth either. I'm sorry. Oh, so I'll tell you what. Um, so you're not going to be here the thirteenth, 
or the 20th. Well, do you want to do this? We want to close out the podcast real quick. We can talk about this later. Hold on. Well, so actually, this is good because people can hear when, when we're going to be back. That's cool. That's cool. All right. And so. So the 27th is the soonest I can be back, unless you want to change the day. Yeah. Let, let's. We'll be back on the 27th with DG. The only thing I will say is that I might get my friend Robert Johnson, my prayer partner yeah, down in yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, That'd be cool, yeah. I might have him come in and record an episode one of these following two weeks. Very cool. Very cool. He and I have been having some pretty uh, deep conversations. You know, we're, we're embracing our doubts and talking a lot about things. And Very cool. It's, very, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. But uh, anyway, folks, we do want to hear from you. Give us a call. We'll be back soon very soon, I promise. And uh, until next time, everybody, join the community. The community.